Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to the podcast and to my YouTube channel. Today, once again, we have our very special uh, regular guest, Denise Pisani, who is a well-known mortgage broker here in Mississauga. And welcome, Denise. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. How are you doing, Randy? I'm doing great. Thanks. Denise, awesome. is uh, she's connected with a company called Mortgage in the City, which is powered by uh, the franchise Get a Better Mortgage a uh, couple of well-known companies here in the city of Mississauga. So welcome back, Denise. You've been a regular guest, and it's great to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. So what do you want to talk about today? We had tossed a few ideas around. Uh, one of the big things that comes up with a lot of people who are looking for a mortgage is their credit rating. The credit rating, of course, is something that every bank, every lender is going to look at before they advance a mortgage, mm-hmm. a mortgage loan. And Credit ratings, and I'm going to let you do most of the explaining here because you're definitely the expert on this, but they have a score. They have a thing called a beacon score, which is a number, and I believe it runs from 300 at the very low end to about 800 at the top end. And everybody has a different beacon score, a different score that the banks look at, they must look at before they do Mm -hmm. a loan. Uh, Some people have a terrible score, and some of the most uh, serious things that could happen is, for example, a personal bankruptcy. If you go bankrupt, chances are your credit is going to be pretty bad for a considerable time. But a lot of other people, their credit is basically okay, but they may have some small blemishes on it. Maybe they missed a credit card payment here, or maybe they were late on a car payment there, that sort of thing. And that Mm -hmm. can, that can affect uh, your ability to get a mortgage loan. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it can. Exactly. So basically a credit score um, lets us know the, and lets lenders know how this, person or individual makes their payments and how responsible they are in making payments. So, you know, of course, missing a payment, doubling up the next month, missing one month and doubling up the next month doesn't make up for missing the month, the payment that you made. Right. So making your payments on time when it's due or before the due date is very, very important because they don't want to, they don't want to have to run after people for payments, especially mortgage payments. So definitely that score and your credit, your overall credit history um, does play a big role in uh, when, when determining whether you want to, someone wants to lend you money. So very important. So let's say someone uh, let's, let's talk about first time buyers because they are very often the most highly impacted by this. Uh, let's say someone comes to you and they say, look, we, you know, we're saving our money. We're, we want to buy a condo one year from now, one mm-hmm. year from now, we want to buy a condo. We know there's a couple issues in our, you know, we, we were, we were young. We were a little bit irresponsible. We, you know, we had some minor problems with our credit, nothing major, but we missed a few payments here and there. Maybe, you know, there's some things that happened, or maybe due to COVID, you know, I was laid off for a while. I couldn't make my car payment. There was some stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and you look at them up and, and you find that, uh, that their credit is, it's not perfect. It's not terrible, but it's somewhere in the middle. What can people do to improve that? Let's say they've got a year to work on it. They're not going to buy anything for a year, but right. say, Denise, good what, timing, good yeah, timing. What, what can One we do? Good. Yep. Yeah. What can we do to try to fix this a little bit so that when the time comes, when we need that mortgage loan, what can we do to make it more likely that the bank is going to give us the loan? Right. So there, there's some key things that you can do to help increase the score. Okay. okay. Obviously 
make your payments on time. That's the big one. So if your payment is due on the 15th, make sure you make that payment. Even if it's just the minimum payment of $50, right. make the minimum payment because if you don't, you'll, and it goes into a 30 year, um, sorry, 30, 30 day. day cycle where you don't make the payment, right. it'll, it'll report as one month late. And it'll bring your score down. You're looking at between 10 to 20 points that you'll yep. lose from that overall score by just missing that $50 payment. Amazing. So very important. Another thing would be is to in, uh, a way to increase your score, that beacon score, is to make sure your um, 30% um, mark of your balance, uh, sorry, for your um, limit on your credit card. If you get close to owing, what the credit card limit is. So if your limit's $5,000 and you owe $49.50, right. your score actually comes down. Even though so you've made payments on time, but because it's, you made payments, you're, you're jacked up to the top and your your credit card is pretty much full. That's right. bad. It, 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 you're, you will lose points. Ah. Because basically you're not making your, you know, you're living off your credit card and right. it's, it's a way of letting the lend, like showing the lender Hmm. that you're living beyond your means if your Could credit be. cards are right at the limit. Could be some risk. So, so it brings your score down. So okay. the secret is be within 30% of the balance or of the limit. Sorry. Okay. So if you're, if you're to keep the math simple for me, I need to keep it simple. So $5,000 limit. When I told you, you were 4950. Yeah. You should try to keep it at 1500 okay. at least. Okay. So that that's the maximum on your card, which would be 30%. Right. The, uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like if you start to go above that and right. it reports monthly, then you'll start losing points. Okay. That's very interesting. That's and another, that, um, that would be for Visa, MasterCard, any credit card where you can credit carry cards. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another thing would be is to, if you've got a really old credit card that's mm. been around for 20 years, don't mm. close that card out. Ah, don't ever close that card out. The longer the history, the higher your credit is. Oh, that makes sense. I, yeah, you know what? So, I didn't, I didn't know that, but that makes yeah, perfect so sense. Try to leave those old credit cards. Right. Don't close out those old credit cards. Just leave them on there. If you don't use it anymore, just leave it on there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a try good not one. to have, try not to apply for lots of credit cards. Like, you know, you go, you pass by uh Walmart and they're like, Hey, get a free Walmart and you uh, free Walmart visa and you get 10% off. Right. Don't be applying to all for all those credit cards. Canadian Tire will give you 10% off your first purchase. All those types of cards. Don't if you're them. someone that keeps applying for credit cards, hmm. your score will come down every time you apply for a credit card and a credit okay. check is done. Okay. Um, it, it, it just shows that you're seeking credit. Right. So of course your score will come down. So if you've got 20 credit cards, your score will come down. So just all you need is a, is one or two. Like you, you should have about three cards, two to three cards yep. maximum. You okay. don't really need any more than that, right? So a Visa, MasterCard, Amex, maybe maybe. American Express. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The that's other, for, okay, go yeah, on. The, Sorry. Which brings me to number of inquiries. So again, when you keep applying, like I when I do a mortgage, a lot of my clients are very scared because they hear this, that don't apply for a lot of debt because your score comes down. I don't pull credit checks as soon as someone tells me they want to apply for a mortgage. 
the credit check is one of the last things that I do before they actually start going out and looking for a home. Mm. Because, you know, if the numbers don't work or their income isn't, isn't uh, satisfactory to what we can use to apply for a mortgage, right. I'm not going to pull a credit check and waste and waste uh, a credit check on them and right. bring their score down. Okay. Is if everything checks out their income, their job, their down payment, their numbers look good and they can go out and shop for a house for 800,000 and they're ready to start looking, Randy, they call you and say, Randy, we're ready to go. Mm. Denise pre-approved me. Then I pull their credit just to make sure. Obviously they forgot to tell me about a bankruptcy that happened three years ago. We need (laughs) to know before before Randy starts taking them out to look at 50 homes. Right. And then we find out afterwards, but yes, don't be so easy and letting, with letting everyone pull their credit and don't apply for tons and tons of credit cards because your score will come down. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Makes sense. Um, Okay. So um, maybe I'll just back up a little bit in case anyone listening to this today, um, you are able to check your credit online. There's a website, for example, called Equifax, Equifax, .ca, I think. Yes. Uh, And you can go on. Yep. And you can go on there and type in your personal information and you can, I believe it's still free if they mail it to you or if you, but if you want an an instant answer, you have to give me. Yeah. You know what? I I've got to actually look into that. I, cause I've heard it was free, but then someone told me it was, they had to pay $25. So I'm not quite sure, but even if it is $25, Everybody should pull their credit once a year on their own. You never know. There could be something fraudulent happening on your card that, you know, maybe applied Um, or a mistake. And you don't want to be caught trying to fix a mistake at the same time you're putting an offer in on a home. You should put it in your calendar to try to check your credit bureau once a year, maybe on your birthday. Hmm. That'll trigger something or just the the beginning of the year. Just try to pull your credit, review it. Make sure everything on there is yours, belongs to you. Right. You know, if your credit score is down, then let's try to figure out some ways to increase it. So just things like that, for sure. Okay. Very good. Very important. Okay. So, so some great tips there. Don't, don't apply for every credit card of Canadian Tire, Walmart. You don't need those. Don't do it because that shows the banks that you, you're a little bit hungry for credit. Maybe you're short of cash. They don't like that. Make sure that you make your payments on time. Do not go over a 15% uh, maximum on your credit limit. 30, your, 30%. I'm sorry, 30. Oh, see. 30%. Okay. Yep. So 30%. So yeah, if, you're, if your card limit is 1,000, to keep it simple, do not go over 300. Try uh, not to. Yeah, right, people right. do. Uh, yes. But obviously, if they do, if you do go over, maybe try to pay. Listen, credit cards are should be paid off monthly. They're temporary with oh, yeah. temporary means of cash, quick cash that you're going to pay off at the end of the month. Totally agree. It's hard for a lot of people to do that. Obviously, I, I'm I'm I've done it before. It's very we're all hard guilty. Yeah, yeah, we're all guilty. Yeah. But the the idea of a credit card is to try to use it and pay it off at the end of the month. But obviously, if you get close to that limit, just try to focus on chip, chipping away at it to bring it under at least 50%, 40% till you right. get to that, to that mag- magic number for sure. Makes sense. Now mm-hmm. I heard from someone once um, that there is a very nifty uh, strategy that a person can use if they have some minor bruising on their credit uh, to, because the banks are very much interested in your ability to repay a loan, no matter what kind of loan it is. And um, I'm aware of a strategy where 
even if you have the money, a lot of people have RSPs, a lot of people, and right now it's RSP season, um, where they're saying, well, I'm going to put some money in an RSP this year. Every year we try to put in a couple of thousand or a minimum, whatever, into RSP. But the strategy is, even if you have the money, especially if you have the money and you're trying to improve your credit, you go into your bank branch where you're banking. And instead of paying for that RSP with your own cash, which you already have, you actually ask for a, an RSP loan. You ask the bank to loan you that money uh, and keep it in a term deposit, in, in a deposit within the branch. Mm-hmm. And I've been told, and I hope I'm right on this, is that because the bank is holding that RSP in the branch, that they don't even do a credit check for it, that they will issue you that loan. Then after you get your RSP by using this RSP loan, it can even be for a small amount, a couple thousand dollars. Then once you've got it, then you walk into the bank two weeks later with the cash that you had all along and you pay off that RSP loan early and the bank loves you because they said, well, we did a loan for this person. They paid it back early. And all of a sudden your credibility with the bank goes up. Now that's a while ago. Does that still exist? It still, yeah, it does. But sometimes paying it off isn't the key thing because then you're not showing your credit, how, how your repayment is. Okay. So I do recommend to clients that do have um, cre- uh, uh, credit that's not le- like poor credit. Right. And no one, they'll say to me, well, no one's approving a credit card for me. How am I supposed to rebuild my credit? Right. That is what I tell them to do. I tell them to go to the bank, get an RSP loan, but they do do a credit check, Randy. Oh, they do. As okay. soon as, yeah. They, as soon as they never used to years ago, you could get yeah, as soon okay. as you have the systems, bank systems are, yep. are set up so that okay. as soon as someone applies for a loan, it automatically generates a credit bureau. Okay. But because even if someone's got poor credit, because the bank is holding the RSP as collateral, and if they don't make the payments back, they just cash the RSP. The bank can't um, lose. Right. Yeah. So the, it's a good way of rebuilding your credit. Okay. Credit up. And there's another way too to build your credit up. Okay. When clients tell me, no one wants to give me a credit card, Denise. How am I supposed to rebuild my credit? It is it is frustrating for some people. Another way to do it, but you know, you've got to understand the bank's point of view and the credit card companies. If if you've been lent money and you didn't pay them back, it's understandable. I want to lend you money. Right. So another way of uh, where you can build your credit up with poor credit is a prepaid credit card. Ah, so okay. ED Bank does it. Capital One does it, and I'm sure a couple other banks do do it, but it's okay. called a prepaid visa or MasterCard. So okay. what it is, it is what it is. So you give the bank $1,000 cash. Right. So you're, you're saying bye-bye to your cash. Right. Because the bank is going to hold it, and in turn, they're going to give you a visa against that $1,000. So if you ever stop pay- making payments on that visa, they've got the $1,000 to save them, to back it up. But that doesn't give the client authority to miss, like don't miss payments just because the bank's got a thousand dollars because that's going to affect your credit. So you're using this, this way, this, right. um, yeah, you're using this, uh, this great uh, uh, system to improve your credit. So don't right. be missing credit, your, right. your payments on that small credit card for a thousand dollars, because it'll report on your credit as a missed payment. And then you're not doing yourself any justice. Right. Understand. So, so you're basically, you're loaning while you're giving the bank your own money and then you're basically borrowing it back uh, Exactly on on that credit card. It's a secured credit card. Right. 
And it's, it's a way to build your credit. Right. By showing that, hey, I can make these regular payments. I, I can manage the balance. Okay. You're showing to the bank that you're, you're responsible and that you can be trusted with that. Exactly. Okay, good. That's a good one too. Yeah, it's very good. Denise. Okay. So excellent. So, so there's a couple of strategies we can use. And then going back again to just, you know, uh, don't get too many credit cards. Don't do too many inquiries. We talk about the Equifax once a year is plenty. You don't have to check it once a month, believe me. And, um, what are some of the other things we can talk about? Uh, don't I get know- too close to the limit. Did we say that? Right. Exactly. Don't apply for every credit card under the sun. Right. Make your minimum payments. Right. And you only need two to three cards. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. I learned that the hard way. When I was a young person, I had a whole bunch of credit cards and uh, they can get out of control. Even if your balances are, are not so bad on each individual card, if you have seven of them, uh, by the time you add it all up and they're all charging you interest, not a good, not a good plan. And mm-hmm. I, to- I totally agree with you to pay those at 19% interest or 20% interest. You don't need that in today's environment when, you know, the rates of for everything else are like 2%. Why should you want to pay 20% on a credit card? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, this may be a little bit off topic, but another thing that's come up with some of my clients who have purchased a house, this is after they they got approved and they've got a closing coming up in 60 days. Uh, something that people may or may not be aware of. It's not a good idea after they've got their loan commitment and their house is closing right now, it's March and it's closing at the end of May. It's not a good idea to go out and buy a new car between now and the closing date or mm-hmm. take on a large debt between the closing date of your real estate purchase. Of course, yeah. Because, and a lot of people are not aware of this, that the banks will recheck you before they advance the funds. Is that correct? It's not all, it's not always, but they, they can do random checks. Right. So they say, wait a minute, you just bought a $30,000 Ford truck. Uh, yeah. Why did you do that? two weeks before closing. Right. And, and that's so that just, just, yeah. If you're, if you're if you've purchased a home, don't buy any large ticket items. Don't borrow any more money. Not until the closing date, after the closing date, do what you want Great before advice. the closing date. Don't do, don't change jobs. Yeah. That's another topic. Right. Another <laughs> yeah, topic for another time. Jobs. Don't borrow any more money. Exactly. You want to wait till the closing date. We, the bank approved you based on the information that we provided on the approval date. If any of that changes before the closing, right. they can renege on the mortgage. It can happen. Yes, yeah. it can. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all good. I don't know if we want to get into serious stuff. There's, a, you know, if someone goes bankrupt, that's something that stays with you for seven years. That most people- Seven think, years. So yeah. just one thing I'd like to add on that. Um, if you file bankruptcy or a proposal, right. the difference between a bankruptcy is you don't have to pay any of it back. Right. It's written off. Okay. So you basically walk away from your debt and say, I don't want to pay this. I'm filing bankruptcy. It's on your credit for seven years. Right. You need to rebuild your credit from scratch after seven years. You'll have a very hard time borrowing money. It's going to be a very tough path to to build up on again. If you file a proposal, a proposal is when a financial, I can't remember what they're called. Like a settlement. Yeah. Basically um, you, They'll negotiate with the creditors right. to bring it down the amount. So say you you owe 5000 on your visa. 
they'll, they'll, um, the bankruptcy solvency, they'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll, the company will negotiate with the creditors to bring it from 5,000 to 3,000. Right. And then once they negotiate all of your debt, so say you initially owed 50, they yep. could have brought it down to 30. And then you pay it back in a loan for 30,000. You pay the 30,000 back over right. Right. five years. Let me tell you, it's the same thing as a bankruptcy. The banks treat it the same as a bankruptcy. Even yes. though you've paid it off, it's still treated in the eyes of the bank when you're borrowing money as a bankruptcy. Right. So again, seven years from the date of, of, of the payout that you've paid them out. Wow. Yeah, and that's we'll, another topic as well. Randy we'll talk here. about, okay, we'll yeah. talk about that another time. That's, that's uh, hopefully we won't see too many of those. Although I'll tell you, the timeline that we're on in the world right now there's so much stuff. I mean, we started with COVID. Okay. And, you know, we had the, uh, the truckers in Ottawa. We had all the political instability in the U.S. And now we've got Russia invading the Ukraine. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. It's stressful. Yeah, it's it really crazy is. right now. It really, really, really is. Crazy. Everybody I, I speak to is kind of stressed out. But real estate keeps trucking along. I don't know how they do it. Um, people just love their real estate. Uh, yeah, I think the, exactly. mar the, the market may have slowed a little bit just in the last while. It did a little bit. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a little bit of a slowdown for sure. I'm still bullish, though. I am. I think that overall, you still see there's this big imbalance between supply and demand. There's still way more demand uh, than there is supply. Even if they mm -hmm. increase rates a little more, which I think they will, you probably would agree this year that rates could creep up a little more. Yeah, a little more for sure. Uh, I think we're still pretty strong going forward. So there you have it, folks. Uh, some great tips from Denise. And uh, if, you're, if your credit is not perfect, and very few people have perfect credit, there's always something on there. Uh, little things that you can do to make sure that when the time comes and you go in to see uh, your mortgage broker or your, your lender at the bank, uh, that they're going to be smiling at you rather than frowning, uh, that they'll see that your credit is the best that it can be. So thank you again, Denise. It's always great to have you on board the, uh, the podcast and the video. And I wish you all the best. Have a great day. Thank you. You too, Randy. Thanks for having me. See Take you. care. Okay. See you again Bye. soon. Bye now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.